So yeah, why don't you why don't you describe where you're at right now? I don't know the name of this hotel. What is it again? It's called the Hotel Twenty One C in St. Louis. They have them it all over the country. Absolutely stunning. It's amazing. Do so they have them all over the country. Yeah. Is there a concept that they take old YMCA gems and convert them, or this one just happens to be that? Unsure. Their concept is they basically have a museum that is open twenty four seven. You know, yeah. somewhere near the lobby. And then all of the decor and the experience is kind of based around that theme, including on-site restaurant and coffee shop. Yeah, and it was a super nice coffee shop for a, you know, hotel standard. <laughs> so, so um, we just had a uh, what? What day was it yesterday? Maybe that'll Valentine's Day. That's right. This is yeah. Our... So this is a little Valentine's trip um, that we planned. We're just uh, we left. We worked half day yesterday. Left, and then we'll be back. Um, Basically 24 hours later. Yeah. I mean, with how busy our shops are on the weekends, it's sometimes the the best times for us to get away is in the middle of the week week, while everyone else is going away. And a lot of times we can get, you know, a great rate on a hotel, which was the case here. And then when I went to check in last night, uh, they... I guess they said they had a reservation, but that the room wasn't clean yet. And would we like to pay for an upgrade? And I was like... Why would I pay for an upgrade? But I wasn't like Yeah, when you told me that I was immediately annoyed. I said you paid for an upgrade when they didn't have our room ready. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't a jerk about it. And I yeah. started to push back a little bit and I was like, hey, well, I mean, can you at least like like you get like free valet parking or something? Like you yeah. throw something in there and he's like, Yeah, yeah, I got you. And then he tries <laughs> to find this room for the upgrade. He can't find that room either. And but I've kind of agreed. To, to do it, like, whatever, one step up. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, I don't have any of these either. And he's like, man, you've been kind of cool. Are um, we, like, five steps up from a normal room? This is the best room that they have in the <laughs> entire hotel. Yeah, we walked in. It is multiple levels. It has a giant fireplace. It has a workout room in our room or suite or whatever we're going to call this loft apartment. Yeah, it's a, there's a 20-foot ceiling that we're sitting under right now. It used to be a basketball court. Like yeah, the, the floor, floor is, is an actual court. basketball court. It's amazing. We are going to have to post some pictures. Um, yeah, there's a peloton. Take, if you ever take a trip to St. Louis, this hotel is highly recommended. Yeah, unreal. Which is why I'm in uh, a bathrobe because I <laughs> love a, a good soaking, soaking bath. Uh, yep. Yeah, way way longer than you. I can do an hour long bath, and you're you're ten minutes tops. I think I took a five minute bath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the occasion for the trip is Valentine's Day, but the occasion for the podcast is actually talking about the uh, transition that we've had with our new director of operations joining the team and also a pretty cool consulting session that we had, which was what, I guess three days ago now? Uh, Monday, Monday. yeah. Yep, three days ago. So um, Ryan Bodine, we mentioned the last podcast, has joined us. We were really excited. I think at the time that we recorded last, uh, we had had a few conversations. He was still wrapping up at his other job. Um, And then since then, we had several more and sort of prepared him for onboarding. And his first day was about 10 days ago from this recording. And so we've had about a week and a half together to sort of see him in action, have him get introduced and acclimated to the team and the locations and, you know, just kind of try and land and find his spot where he can contribute. Yes, and it's been great so far. I know in the beginning when we first started, 
I would say I was more interested in like outside um, professionals um, yeah. who knew more than us. And you'd be like, ah, eh, they don't know our business. Wouldn't you say that was kind of your attitude towards it? Yeah, I, I definitely have that sort of kind of rebellious, you know, if you do <laughs> what you've always what done, do. you'll get what you've always gotten kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. like the whole Steve Jobs, you know, do, think differently kind of thing. Right. And I would say it was good because it kind of challenged me to not rely on other people. It's like, you know what? You need to figure it out. And we've done that for how many years now? Seven. And so... This week, uh, you know, with Ryan starting, and then we had this outside facilitator come yeah. in um, with one of our local universities, the University of Evansville. We got to see some outside perspective, and it was really helpful. Yeah, we ended up deciding that the uh, that Ryan's sort of arrival on the team. Um, Actually, I was talking with uh, with Erin Lewis, who's the director of uh, innovation and change at the University of Evansville, and she basically said that this would be a great sort of case study for uh, Derek Jones, one of their consultants, to come in and you know help us understand what our culture might be to us and mm -hmm. how it might be different to our team. Yes, and how Ryan's outside perspective will be helpful for a while, might be helpful for a while, might be harmful in certain ways, and how all those things are sort of integrated. And and then also just this consultant's also been, you know, a customer yeah. and a friend. Yeah. And from the outside looking in, he mm -hmm. he really sees a lot of potential for growth. And so yeah. it was a little bit of a labor for love for him as well, I yeah. think. I think we both agreed that it felt like an inflection point in our business. We introduced a new food item, which was... I just, we don't, because our food menu is really small, we're only introducing like a new food menu item at the most, like every year. So it was like... Other than the Pop-Tarts that you added like <laughs> two months ago? Well, that's a pastry. Those have a I little ate more. pastries. <laughs> um, so this is our second menu item then this year. And it really like threw us for a loop. And Ryan just came into total chaos with us trying to figure out how long does this need to toast for? How big is the cream cheese? I mean, we talked about cream cheese for two hours in a meeting one day. That is not an exaggeration. <laughs> Jessica can sometimes exaggerate. I can that verify. is not an exaggeration. We, and, and we still somehow had some hiccups with yes. the cream cheese. Yeah, we bought the wrong size scoop because we ordered it online. We couldn't see it in person. It was a little too small. So, yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting, like from a customer perspective, how you don't realize how much goes into any like single thing that you are receiving. So part of Ryan's job is just going to be standardizing processes. And um, he walked into a real mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that we are going to be uh, interviewing uh, the folks that brought us the bagels yes. on the second half of this episode uh, for listeners, and we're going to be recording that with them tonight. So maybe we can save some of the bagel talk for them <laughs> for this evening. Um, but any, any other thoughts uh, that you have about, you know, Ryan's arrival and your expectations and, and how they've been met or not? I would say he's exceeded my expectations. I tend to, when I hire someone now, start with at least not low expectations, but reasonable expectations. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then I feel like because he's been in food service for over 20 years, 
he knows more than I do about how to make this run better. So if people think like Honeyman is good now, I have a feeling that in a year we're going to be so much better. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting to see you. You do have uh, like a healthy level of humility and um, recognizing his expertise yes. from the outside. But then I've appreciated watching you be open to him uh, make suggestions, mm-hmm. and not that you've accepted all of them, but that you are absolutely open to. Um, exploring them and and hearing him out and then also encouraging him, you know, that he's going to, you know, find more things over time. And um, yeah. And then there's another part of my role is kind of like, Hey, you might not know enough yet to make that call. You need to experience more. You need to witness more. You need to be more entrenched in our culture before you really know that a door chime is going to be a good thing for a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the staff was like, this chime is driving me nuts. And I'm like, go ahead and unplug it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there will be there will be some bumpy things, but... Um, but, I'm, yeah. I, but I am open. And so I think that's a good place. And I feel he's very responsible. So yes. I feel that we're starting kind of a new era of ownership where we're not as chained to the everyday and we can look at more of the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's sort of interesting too, because we have to be able to know what that is to communicate it to him. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, a little bit, again, going back to maybe it's a good time to transition to the report with, with Derek. So like literally as we sat down to record, Derek sent us uh, the report of his yes. kind of summary. So, so we actually be, haven't read this yet. We have not yet. read this yet, so this will be a, a live reaction here. Yeah. Well, and it are you going to read boring. the entire thing? No, no. I'm oh, okay. Right. Like- <laughs> here we go. Let's see. Let's see Derek's writing skills here. Okay. As the primary concern in this workshop is to consider how to grow Honeymoon without losing what makes it unique as a company, it stands to reason that the core leadership and operations teams should be in alignment on their perception of the company. Okay. So it's for him, growth was growth is know, what he heard that we wanted the most. Yeah, and and it's I'm kind of interested to see what <laughs> interesting. What, what do you mean by growth? All right, so he, he was talking about you know being aligned. Um, he he made us he asked us to sort of plot things on a chart between how we believed we were perceived in the market as an adopter or a leader. Like, mm-hmm. do we say, hey, what's the market trend? We're going to follow it or what do we want to do? And we're going to create it. Um, so our operations team. So again, we need a couple more details. We ended up doing two separate sessions. Mm-hmm. First one um, in the morning, which was Jessica, Zach, Ryan, and Derek. We'll call that the leadership team. And then in the afternoon, after operations meeting, we had Mindy, Caroline, Paige, Ethan, and Ryan without Jessica and Zach. So mm-hmm. the operations team is in there and... The leadership team is separate. And so he did this exercise with both of them. So the operations team rated us as a 4.5, so closer to the adopter side. We rated ourselves at 7.5, that we're more innovative, and we want to shift more towards 5.5. Does that surprise you that they ranked us lower? No, I don't think so, because... There's a lot of coffee trends that you can do if you're a very small, like single shop 
you have five minutes to make someone's drink. Sure. And then we have to make decisions now. It's like, we don't actually have time to toast someone's marshmallows on top of a drink or, or whatever that looks like. I love toasting the marshmallows. <laughs> well, and, and also we, we have some entrenched things that are customer favorites and preferences. Mm-hmm. And if you're always changing it, like there, there's there's some good to sort of you know adopting you know to things that you've already established. If at least that's how I'm interpreting that. All right, customer orientation. Are we more transactional, which would be zero on the scale, or intimate, which would be a ten on the scale? Do we prioritize quick, efficient customer interactions? Were we more interested in relationships? The operations team rated us as a seven, closer to the intimate side, and we um, rated ourselves as an eight. And we want to be nine. So <laughs> yeah. we don't want to be quick. We don't want to be efficient. Well, we want- it's interesting because we do need to be quick and we do need to be efficient when needed. It's more, do you have the emotional intelligence to figure out when someone's in a hurry and when you have a minute to talk? Yeah. And so, you know, some of our shops are more intimate than others, just based on location. You know, we have a shop that has a drive through we have one that's right next to a university that's very intimate. So mm. I think it gets more complicated when you have multiple locations. Yeah, with, with different identities and different sort of regulars yeah. and what they yeah. value from it. But I think at the end of the day, what we are wanting is to still feel like a honeymoon, even though all of the shops are different and in different neighborhoods. Well, the the other thing that comes to mind with the quick, efficient customer interactions are some of the chains that have grown really, really fast. Like Mm -hmm. you think of Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and now Scooters has come into our community. And that's that's really what Scooters puts out as their value proposition is we will scoot you right on out of here. (laughs) You know, we're going to start pouring the ice before you've even finished your sentence kind of thing. All right, I'm going to skip ahead uh, to a couple more of these. All right, risk tolerance. Do you think that we are more um, trying to eliminate risk for acting, or do we take risks? So taking risks. I think risks I remembered us putting us somewhere in the middle. <laughs> okay, um, so they gave us a seven, saying that we we, we are, are more risky. Toward risky. Okay. Uh, on this, that was for you, babe. <laughs> yeah, you put us at a five where you want to be, and uh, I put us at an eight. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, they're so. uh, they're taking the balance of Zach and Jessica there. Yeah. Um, okay. So operational approach: low variation versus high variation. How much do we need to value standardized processes at Honeymoon? So you got again, like you're saying, four locations. Yeah. How do you standardize processes within all four of those, and not you know yeah. dilute what makes you special? I think we we are leaning towards standardizing more. Yeah. but without becoming a corporation. And so it will have to be based on, because all of our build-outs are different, we don't have the same exact kitchen everywhere, there should be standard procedures per location. Yeah. I think, uh, so they gave us a three. Um, Ryan gave us a three. You and I both thought we were a seven. Um, and so that's that's good. That's helpful to sort of know that We thought we were worse than, we, than they did. Or we, uh, you know, or I, we I can't were, remember. Or we if were like very individualistic, um, as opposed to, hey, however you want to build the crescent moon, as long as it comes out the, you know, with the right amount of pieces of bacon or something. I think this is a little bit more on the aspirational side yeah. of like where we want to be. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the consensus was, even after discussion, we want to be have more of those standardized processes. I think what will remain, if we do grow, what will remain some of the differentiating factor is the space, yeah, the architecture, yeah. the design choices. Like we're in this space. Um, we'll probably go to another one of these hotels, you know, one day. We've got a volleyball we'll tournament. We'll never go to a hotel as nice as this, though. Okay, this room. This room is. We would is. not be able to afford this room, but we this could go. This is like celebrity status in here. Yeah, I was reading up on this hotel. It just opened in August, and mm-hmm. apparently the person who was doing the write-up for it saw Keanu Reeves in. What? Yeah, in the in He the stayed here? Bar. Yes. He might have stayed in this room, babe. Oh Don't my you gosh. Think, let's call it the Keanu room now. Yeah, we should. Okay. We'll never be able to afford the Keanu room, but it was so <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So uh, sitting where Keanu was was sitting, obviously, um, we'll continue. <laughs> uh, let me just do a couple more here. Um, is employee behavior strictly regimented? Is it more free-flowing? Um, free-flowing and social are at the 10, and discipline is more at the zero. They gave us uh, an 8.5, and we said uh, <laughs> 9. <laughs> And then we desired it to be more towards five. Yeah. So we, we, we love our team. We have great people. We do believe that they're enjoying their shifts and that there has to be a balance between enjoying and, you know, getting our stuff done. Um, getting our sh- done. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about that. Um, he asked us to kind of like basically create sticky notes around values that our culture, you know, that, that exist and we want mm-hmm. to exist in our company culture. And then we kind of had to clump those together. So we spend a little bit of time writing them and then we spend a little bit of time discussing and clumping them together, you know, and finding some of those um, overlapping and uh, maybe even ones that one person came up with and others, you know, didn't quite see. And that was really neat. So some of these, it will be more beneficial for you and I to go through together because it's got uh, some of the notes from the operations team. Which I was, have three interviews tomorrow, so I'm going to review those those characteristics that I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so one of our first core value, the one that we kind of come back to the most is? Mm-hmm. Own your role. Own your role. So he asked us, you know, how might we get our employees to own their role? Um and this list reflects um, a lot of the different things about what it takes to identify that mm-hmm. within you know an interview, and then in that onboarding early days kind of process, how we discern whether or not they are, and then kind of get into that sort of go no go. How long do you think it takes to find that with a with a new during team an interview member? or when no, you no, 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 actually no. start? Yeah, for whatever reason, you you hire you hire them, but then you find out if they're a real fit. How long do you think it takes to find that out? Two shifts. Really? Yeah, I've almost never had a situation turn around when something started poorly. So it's an interesting thing, and I'm always open to it turning around. So I feel like sometimes I hang on a little too long wondering if they'll figure out and become a better fit. But if I see someone kind of standing around, talking a lot, not prioritizing customers mm. within like two shifts, I'm, I'm kind of over it. And I feel like when I've gone through the spiel of like, you know, the customer comes first, you've got to 
make sure you're taking care of them. Um, and then I see those behaviors, something isn't registering with them. And I usually know pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it's, but you can't be everywhere. And I be can't on every be one of those shifts. And I'm not on everyone's first shifts anymore. So I'll just see little bits and pieces that might concern me. And then I'll bring them up with the managers that are there. This is kind of neat. Um, one of the questions that Derek asked the operations team is what makes Honeymoon authentic? Mm-hmm. And so these are some of the responses high standards and encouragement, uh, education, learning more about coffee to teach customers that want to learn, mm-hmm. um, conflict resolution habit of open-mindedness um, and pivoting when things don't work, practicing so that you get better, um, growing employees, both in knowledge and as humans, <laughs> finding each team member's strengths, um, growing yourself so you can serve the community, um, creating locations in different areas, having items for people with different dietary needs, growing with people and adjusting to their needs. That's great. I actually felt like I had a really good conversation with Ryan when we met um, two days ago. And hiring him has, because I'm having to explain a lot of the things that we do, has made me think more about right, right, like right. why we're doing what we do. Yeah, And I just told him like flat out, like I know you come from this background where everything is about metrics and dollars, and we don't want to run our company that way. Yeah. Like, do we want to make money? Yes, because we know we have to make money to be able to stay have in rooms like Keanu Reeves <laughs> to be able to pay our people and have everything running. But at the end of the day, we're here to serve the community and we always have to look at things as a what does the customer want? How does that affect our team yeah. before we make a decision? I, I mean, honestly, I feel like money is like the third priority for me. Yeah. Well, there's like some psychology research about um, does money make you happy? And they surveyed a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of different salary ranges. I want to say this was maybe like 10 or 15 years ago. And at that time, it was like $75,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Like if you had that sort of salary, I mean, you Which live in California, like that's like nothing. now. Right. Whatever the number was, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to change. But like the amount of happiness you got after this certain threshold mm-hmm. was negligible. Yeah, I, I, I totally think that that is true. Like if you're, if you're poor mm-hmm. or you're struggling to make ends meet, a little bit of money does yeah, go a yeah, long way. Yeah, for sure. That, that is a hard place to be in. Yeah. But then you get to a spot where you're like, hey, we've got yeah. our needs met. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, um, we can go we can to St. Louis. We can be generous givers. Yeah. And that was always important to us and something that, that we do care about. But I agree. Like, we've been in a spot where we can barely pay our bills. And then we've been in a spot where things are more comfortable. And we've been all through that range. And it's it's not the top priority anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go through, you know, the report anymore. <laughs> the report. Yeah, this is the most exciting <laughs> podcast ever going through a, a PDF. Yeah, but interestingly, <laughs> one thing I did get from Derek um, is his, he saw the, cause we did talk about this in the last podcast. We were like, do we want to grow more? You know, where are we at? Let's evaluate. And I think what I'm seeing now is we don't want to grow for a financial reason, but we are wanting to grow because we want to see our team 
step up to the next level of like running their own store and that we like to be challenged. You and me? Yes. Oh yeah. So it's like less about a financial thing and more like, hmm, what's the next challenge? Hmm. Well, I guess that's for us to discuss on the next episode (laughs) of the Honeymoon (laughs) Coffee Podcast. All right. So this is Wes from Wally Opus, and I'm back with Zach. We're back in the basement, back in the studio. So, you know, maybe that wouldn't necessarily, if you brought that up, hey, we're going to read a report. Right. (laughs) Maybe that wouldn't be the most compelling prompt for a podcast, but I thought it, I think as a fellow entrepreneur or somebody building a company, I thought it was really interesting to hear how you guys view the company versus how separately, you know, inquired separately, your your operations team saw things in yeah, through yeah. their own lens. And then the third party objective view of Derek pulls together this report. Why, what made you guys want to read that? What, what, how'd that even, you know? That was, I mean, it was Valentine's Day and yeah. like we had a really meaningful car ride up there. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were just really tuned in. We we're listening to this, uh, podcast that was, uh, really connecting. It was like something that I've been into for a really long time. And you know, you like, I don't know if you and Chloe are like this, where you're super into something, you show it to her and she's like, eh. yeah, that's, that's a lot of yeah. the stuff that I showed Jessica, Same. except she was locked into this. And so we were just like things Which were just really in up. sync. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the whole thing with the hotel, you know, getting like yeah. this amazing like $1500 room. It just it seemed like we were in a sort of like flow like with time and the way that we wanted to maximize the time we were spending in the hotel room together. And Derek, meanwhile, is finishing the report, and he's texting. He's like, oh, man, I, I got like two more hours to go on this. And I'm like, dude, take your time. It's fine. And literally, we're like, well, we got to sit down. We got to get this podcast recorded. And as we're sitting down, he sends me a text saying, I just sent it. <laughs> and I was like, babe, you want to do this? And she's like, sounds right to me. Did you have something else you were going to discuss before that? Or did we, you have a prompt? I think were... we were going to talk about the experience of the consultation and, okay. you know, Ryan getting on board. I mean, it, like sort of generally, that was what was top of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that the report sort of came in allowed that to be a little bit more of a concrete uh, landing point, if not a jumping off point. So I, I saw Ryan and Jessica just for a second yesterday as I was leaving Honeymoon. And uh, I asked Ryan how everything's going. And um, he said, great. It's a different change of pace for him than oh, yeah. what he comes from, from his other background. But yeah, I think he seems like he's enjoying his, his like settling into his role. And I know Jessica's spending a lot of time with him, like onboarding him, I guess you would call yeah, that yeah, maybe yeah. or something. Because but... it's, it's funny because he has such a, a great uh, background and experience. And so he's really seasoned in so many things. And, and he's, he's older than both of us. Like he, he's mature. And then there are other things to where, you know, we've got, you know, high school students who are employees that have, you know, much greater skills and just have had more reps in terms of like the coffee side or even other elements of it, like uh, counting inventory or, you know, cleaning or something like that. Although he's, he's pretty good at cleaning, I must say. Yeah. He was mopping. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw him. I mean, he's, he's, he's a hustler. Like he's, he's always out there hustling and, 
you want to see those kinds of things from your leaders, especially when someone new gets in the mix and people are trying to decide, you know, do do I trust this person? Do I, do I respect yeah. this person? And and those are the kinds of things that he's uh, hopefully making a great impression with the team on. So so I don't I don't want to you know spend too much time. I know we have another segment to get to, but I do want to ask. There was a period of time where after you guys opened up the West Side. And I don't actually remember if we ever talked about this or if this was mentioned before, but there was a there was a bit of like, well, what's next for us? Did you imagine that it was going to be bringing on a new operation, like a head of operations? Because I know that kind of came out of, huh? It kind of like you know transpired organically, but yeah, actually, but, if you I thinking about it, it's it's really hard because because when. I'm going to say no, that wasn't something we were thinking about, because if it was, I have a feeling that we would have pursued it. Yeah. But since Ryan came to us, and then it was more like it, it just landed in us so quickly and so like deeply, like like the, the full body yes that we've yeah. stolen from you, it was, it was so clear that this was the right next step um, that I think if we would have had it on our radars beforehand, we would have pursued it. I think it's pretty amazing, and I think that the guests in your next segment are on this same journey. I feel like I'm on this journey as a as somebody building a company. Is like it seems that when you're really trying to do your best, and you're in your you're just working your butt off. Sometimes it's so tough, and then you really attract. You know, like mm. I say this kind of mantra. I just started saying it this year, the last couple of months, but I do not chase, I attract. Mm. And I'm trying to really commit to that to where the right people, the right things seem to come at the right times when the organization's ready, when the people are ready. And uh, I think when things are meant to be, that's how I see the world, of course. Yeah, you know yeah. me at this point. But like that, that it just, it's really cool that this guy comes in at the point of his career where he's looking for a switch up where honeymoon could use like he's looking for a switch up but honeymoon's looking for maybe he didn't even know it like a a next phase in the operations play yeah. you know honeymoon's big enough now to where well we need to maybe standardize some of these things this guy's coming in it's just really cool when things align like that and maybe didn't even expect it well, I see. I'm looking for it. I see, you know, that happening. You know, what sort of happened with Ryan, and has, as his career was kind of progressing to the spot that it was, and I also see it with Rob and Olivia with uh, mm. the the interview that we're about to play here of just all the different times that people would kind of approach them, things that they attracted, you know, if you will, and there were various times to where they they made a jump and they made a leap, and it, and it didn't always work out, and yeah. I think through the reps, you know, that they had with that, they learned that it was, you know, pretty soon going to be time to, to launch their own thing. And here they are. Yeah. So let's tee up, let's tee up this next segment. So this is something that we're excited to try out for the Honeymoon Podcast. It is an idea we tossed around last year yeah. for maybe a format uh, for, for basically you and Jessica as a couple slash business partners interviewing other couple slash business partners and so this was sort of something that that uh you guys felt would be a good a good first interview with uh rob and olivia of perella petite which is an evansville based startup bakery that provides honeymoon with 
uh, bagels right now to start, and uh, there might be an expansion of that. But it was a really you know natural fit you know into our our product mix, and and we're about to go into that in, in the conversation. So I hope people really uh, enjoy uh, learning about how something like that comes to be, and yeah, you know, hopefully starts to root for them like we are. Yeah. So so if we could provide listeners with just a bit of background. Uh, I don't know if you know you don't have to yeah. give tons of detail, but could you give a quick synopsis of like if you remember you know the the trajectory of like where they met, how they got here? Because when we jump in, the podcast is going to start with them discussing uh, you know their business and where they're at today. Yeah, we were we were back on the the back porch. Uh, I think my neighbor was backing his car out of the driveway, revving and, up his uh, Porsche. Oh man, that was kind of there. There might have been a siren, you know, going off. I mean, it was a little wild there and. Uh, we kind of had just a conversation telling sort of, or them telling their story of kind of where they had come from. Yeah, he's originally from Evansville, and uh, she's originally from Jeffersonville, Indiana, and they met in the Louisville area and worked together and then got sort of drawn into a bunch of different uh, opportunities as this restaurant group was growing. And not all of them panned out. In mm-hmm. fact, none of them panned out more than, you know, a few months to a few years. And they, they kind of uh, learned a, a lot from that. And then when the pandemic hit, they uh, decided to come back to Evansville. So I guess that would have been 2020. Yeah. And uh, that's a little bit where we kind of pick up the story of some of the continued restaurant work that they've been doing in the meantime, as well as starting this new endeavor together. One thing I really gathered personally from listening to the podcast was they have a they have a scrappiness. They have oh, yeah. this sort of like relentless mentality that I think is very common. I've worked a little bit in the food uh, service industry. I think that uh, they really they really carry that go getter mentality that um, that I feel you and Jessica have in your own in your own world. I worked at Azip for a couple of years. They definitely have that, and um, I just think it's really cool to hear them discuss. Uh, you know, also being a couple, but but how they are implementing the the positive things that they've gathered working in the food service industry, and while trying to kind of like let go of some of the more, you know, things that impact a a positive workspace, kind of letting the negative things go. I think yeah. that's a big part. It seemed like a reoccurring theme that Olivia uh, particularly shared throughout the podcast. So. And it's great because we didn't plan it this way, but it, it builds on everything that we just talked about and, you know, yeah. the first part of this podcast of, of how important the culture and the team are to, yeah. you know, loving what you do. Not just loving who you're with, but loving what you're doing together. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, we won't keep the people waiting. Without further ado, this is Zach and Jessica of Honeymoon interviewing Rob and Olivia of Perella Petite. Cheers. Cheers. And so for the people who don't know, what you're doing is a bakery? Yes. Is that is that their accurate way to mm-hmm. sort of describe it? And and you guys um, serve your food, your, your pastries in other people's establishments right now mm. with the goal to have your own place on base. Yes. Is that right? I would say a patisserie or a delicatessen for sure. For yeah, sure. but you guys were also selling at farmer's markets. Yes, yes. yes. that's where we kind and of and got our good start. And on your website too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I think we still want to do the farmer's markets for sure. Um, obviously, a brick and mortar would be wonderful. Right now, it is ridiculously hard to find a, a great location because I am picky. 
Um, <laughs> I think location is key. Yeah, location has been a thing. But um, I don't know. I kind of like what you all are saying as far as growth. I, I personally feel somewhat nervous about <laughs> the growth, I think. Uh, I think somebody mentioned to me that sometimes, like, your failure is growing too fast. And since I think that scared me a little bit. Mm. Um, so I do like the wholesale. I do like working with other people if we can um, to see how people even react to the product yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I would say it's been a good reaction okay, from good. our customers. Everyone loves the bagels. Yeah, we, so on our side, as far as we approach pastries, because a lot of people like understand coffee shops and pastries kind of go hand in hand. And and early days, we did partner with a few different pastry providers. And what we found is that the the business model and the freshness model didn't quite align to where either we would have to estimate the amount we would need to an extent to where we would overspend and then wouldn't be able to sell the pastries fast enough, fresh mm-hmm. enough to, to, you know, meet the customer's demand. Um, or we would underestimate. And disappoint mm-hmm. people. And then people come <laughs> in and say, hey, you know, where's this, you know, yeah, croissant so or whatever. So we ended up bringing it in-house pretty early on. Yeah. I think within like five months, we just sort of learned that, that model didn't work for us. And, and we actually, we hired a, a food consultant and he helped us develop some things in-house that we could sort of whip up quickly and make. And that model expanded into, you know, more food that we could train people to make pretty easily. Yeah. This, it's not, you know, super Nothing gourmet things that we would need. Mm-hmm you know, a chef, you know, to be able to do the recipes that we can train people on fairly yeah. easily. Oh, yeah. But we, Jessica, when did you get the idea about bagels? It was you. No, no. I think they, I they actually sent a message. Oh, <laughs> you, you okay, yeah, well, I, I you don't know the story, email. love. All right, tell me the story. Uh, I was just thinking about it and was we like... We had I, sat on the idea for a long time. Yeah, honestly. And actually we, hearing that you guys hired a food consultant was like... I could no. have been that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, this, this was, was like, way early days. Way early yeah, days. Yeah, and when we say consultant, more like a neighbor who had experience. Oh, okay. And yeah. <laughs> very low-key. <laughs> yeah. He charged $20 an hour. Yeah, it was crazy. And he oh. wanted to be paid in gift cards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Super sweet yeah. guy. He was, he was just a network. Yeah. It, it was just his... Um, his way to sort of give back. Yeah. He, I think he was 77. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was, he and was. And he still comes in sometimes yeah. and he's so sweet. So he, yeah. He, he's awesome. Zach made it sound very official, but. <laughs> Food consultant. <laughs> you know, if you had to put a name on it, I think that sounds pretty that good. That sounds good. Yeah. But anyway, it was just, it was something that we sort of um, were kind of bitten by early to where like, ah, we, we can't really, you know, partner because things don't stay fresh. But then. Mm-hmm. Right. Somehow this bagel conversation came up and then realizing that there was a way that we could sort of extend their freshness. and Right. Yeah. And I would also say the collaboration thing, although we were really excited to collaborate with other business owners, it adds a complexity to the business. So like in the beginning... Zach was getting sauces for our um, half moons and our crescent moons from La Campanara. And he was okay. driving all around town getting, and getting something from Azip. And it just wasn't sustainable. We had we had right. farm fresh eggs from Jake's Happy Hens. We did. We had farm fresh eggs and Anything all these I could get different a collaborations that we were trying to manage. 
And so you guys really like asked at the per perfect time because I think some of our customers had been asking for bagels. Mm -hmm. And then we had kind of brought everything pretty much in-house to where nothing was overly complicated anymore mm -hmm. as far as getting things. And so I think that was the reason when you when you asked, it was like, oh, let's look at this because we're never going to make our own bagels. We're not going to be getting here at, you know, 3 a.m. <laughs> to try yeah. to like, do this very long process. <laughs> it's an easy process. It is timely as far as, like, proofing and everything, yes. but And amount-wise, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was very hesitant, honestly. Like, I mean... You all have a very strong thing going, and I I feel kind of timid in in the beginning stage of our business. So I was just like, no, I was like, they got their own thing going. I was like, they don't need these bagels. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm I'm sending an email. I was like, they're getting bagels. <laughs> so yeah, I and then you brought us the bagels, which was yeah. the real um, yeah yeah they were they were really good. Oh man, we love. I I mean, I'll say I love baking i love mm -hmm. bread i love what we do um and i think mainly for the sheer fact that people love the product yeah, mm. yeah. if i can make people happy through food like done that's your love language yep. yeah 100 yeah. <laughs> sure. like if you're sick i'm like oh for you sure. want some food <laughs> well and and maybe that's what we tasted you know we yeah. tasted the the, tasted the, the love in every bite it was good yeah no it was it was like the the, the quality of it and we're like okay but let's Let's freeze one and then let's let's thaw and test it, and it was still amazing. Uh, and and we were like, okay, yeah. this might actually thread the needle between something that's delicious and high quality, and also we makes can, business sense. Yes, yeah. There's like all these factors that we have to look at. We're actually going through this right now with the pop tarts that we introduced. The oh yeah, handmade pop tarts. Hand pies, yeah. They are taking just way too much like we're not even selling enough to cover just the labor to make them so it's like that difficult decision that we have to say i know people love them but we can't actually sustain this that yeah. is at the a level that we're at very fine line like i mean for us at least when we even make products it's like is this really something that's going to bring us value mm -hmm. with how long sure. like everybody's doing sourdough i love sourdough don't get me wrong but it is a process that is Three days. So time intensive. Yeah. 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 So intensive. And and sometimes it just doesn't make sense. So uh, kudos to everybody who makes sourdough. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I, I'm we'll let someone Not else. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I got beyond bagels. So though. how long does it take to make a bagel? Um, Let's say hour and a half. Okay. So it's about an hour of proofing. Um, 14 minutes to bake. You do boil. Mm -hmm. um, boiling's five minutes um that's for the, the part that scared me away oh, i was like really? boiling no. no oh my gosh the boiling is like i think so many people miss that they think yeah. it's just like dough oven done uh -huh. no boiling is like where you get your crust where you get mm. your flavor that mm. um maple goes into that water you have the salt that goes in the water so you are getting flavor from that step before you go in the oven too wow nice um boiling for sure anybody <laughs> making bagels boil your bagels <laughs> no i i i thought like I said, the, the taste was was amazing, and but you guys offer other like products for other people oh, as well. Tell, yeah. tell yeah, a little bit have, about. They have a really good cookie too. Oh <laughs> yeah, not to brag. I'm coming after Evansville's best cookie. And oh, um, who, who, who owns the title of Evansville's just best cookie I think right just now? Oh, just okay. Okay. Yep. Nothing personal. Um, so yeah, we do have a few other things that we do. We do a lot of pop ups, and we do kind of keep to staples right now. Um, so we have our brownies that we do. We have bourbon bars, um, angel mounds, the pakasha. The pakasha bread has been 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of our biggest sellers. Smacks. Huh. Yeah, next to the bagels. Uh, bread is mainly our biggest seller, honestly. Bread is your bread and butter? <laughs> Literally, yes. Um, but yeah, we do a couple of other things. Um, so we do offer things to River City as well, and they have allowed us to kind of be free with what we do. They kind of just were like, are you thinking for anything for this month? And we're just yeah. like, okay, we'll, we'll play around and we'll see what we can do. Um, so Seasonal and holidays, change it up. Yeah, so we 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 dabble. Do you guys <laughs> like the creativity of it, or does oh, that yeah. stress you out? No. Um. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> a little stressful. <laughs> um. Just a little bit in a sense of. I mean, I'm still working another job as well mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Literally, probably not going to here soon. So this is side hustle for both of you guys yeah. right now. Yes. Okay. Um, it's been a lot, but like, I mean. This is what I love. I'm going to grind and yeah. as much as I can. Until um, we don't have to work. Yes. At least and, just and ourselves. if it gives you any um, encouragement, I worked full-time for the first four years. Yeah. I thought you said, yeah, I thought you were yeah, saying that. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't quit my full-time job until um, like the fall of 2020. Yeah. And we opened in 2016. Oh, so. Well, wow. fingers crossed we only have two more years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kudos. Because yeah. it is. It's um, tough. It is a little stressful. I call it the dark days of honeymoon because there were people doing their jobs without a lot of management because mm-hmm. we, neither one of us had ever managed a company and managed employees and we started with employees. Um, so a little bit different because you guys are starting with just you guys. Mm-hmm. And it was like Which we is, had, yeah. I think, eight to ten employees yeah. when we started. Day one. And so um, just learning a lot as far as like how to manage people over yeah. the years. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel bad for some of our first managers that we had. If I see them out, I'm like, hey, how is it going? <laughs> We're cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Come in peace. Um, management is definitely... Uh, something I think everybody should do. Yeah, <laughs> get in there, try it. Mm-hmm. May not be yes, for you. You guys already have all of that experience. So right. when when the growth, you know, hopefully slash inevitably incurs, knock on wood, uh, you guys will be ready for it. I think so. I, I definitely, uh, when we're ready for that step, um, I'm probably going to be looking at people that we've worked with at other locations. Um, just Instead because. of the the gentlemen who are approaching you guys in your past lives, you'll be those gentlemen yeah. and gentlewoman. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, like, if anything, we've we've dealt with a lot of different atmospheres in a workplace and a lot of different chefs. And if anything, I definitely want to promote a healthy work environment. Mm-hmm. Something that maybe we never got in some of the places <laughs> that we were at. I'm yeah. not saying any names or anything like that, but it, you know, the restaurant industry it's is just a very a tough industry. It, it is. is. Um, it's just stressful. <laughs> it, it is, and I think some of them take advantage of people, and that's just the industry. So, I mean, with us going into this, I just want to provide a great food and a good work atmosphere mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems simple enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, How hard could it be? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch the bear? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, I got a little PTSD. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can continue. I'm so stressed. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, uh, but then it got really good. I think I had a chef made made me cry once, and like, mm-hmm. and I love this man to death. Still, like, Grant. Yes, my feelings were hurt that day, but you know, I'll tell you what. He taught me a lot. Um, so, kudos to him for being a hard ass. But <laughs> um, thank you, Tim. Uh, I don't know. Work atmosphere. Very important. 
So the next step, the goal is to have one or both of you guys be able to make this your your full time gig. Is is that that's the jump? Uh, both of us for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna jump ship first and go full <laughs> yeah. full into this. Mm -hmm. um, and keeping your eye out for a brick and mortar. Yes. Um, also, are looking you guys for a house. renting a commercial kitchen? Um, we are using um, a kitchen right now uh, at my job that I have. Oh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. So we are using their kitchen. Um, we also do things from home as well. Uh, using the cottage laws, um, which has been great mm -hmm. um, for anybody out there. Um, cottage laws are wonderful. So anything you can bake, essentially shelf-stable, yeah. you can do from home. Okay. Um, so that's where we've been mainly going. Obviously, with now having such a large overhead in product, we're moving to commercial. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, we have a lot of growing pains right now. Yeah, we were kind of talking, um, so was that last week when you came by, she had her coolers of bagels, <laughs> I'm trying to stuff them in our freezers, and there's like zero room, <laughs> we're both talking about how we need more yeah. freezers. The logistics <laughs> of, of getting the bagels to all four locations, the three different varieties of bagels, four different locations, yeah. Yeah. some are going through them faster than others. Cream cheese, we had a two hour meeting <laughs> over oh, cream really? cheese. Oh, Not yeah. joking. What to buy? The prepackaged, like, scooping it ourselves into portion cups we already had. Uh, he likes whipped way more cream, cheese. cream cheese than I do. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah, like, no, people that's too much. Yeah. Like, people are gonna waste it. And then we're like, we spent two hours, <laughs> I and I was like, mind is blown. I cannot make any more decisions. <laughs> no. Should it come with cream cheese? Shouldn't it? You know, right. it's, it was a it was a whole thing, but. <laughs> Um, okay, well, okay, so there's been a lot of business talk, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to take it a little bit to the the, the romance the side, and then, and then, level? yeah. Okay. So, challenges that you guys have experienced in, like, are you guys always talking about the business because you do it together, <laughs> or, like, give us what a sense of what... What percentage of, of your um, conversations revolve around the business? 68%. 68, okay. How about that? How about that? <laughs> okay. I would say for us, it's 80? 85. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, 80, maybe okay, it was maybe in my head, it's like 85% like of all times. <laughs> Thinking about it for sure a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you guys ever been just like, man, I don't know if that maybe you do this on your own and I'll support you separately? Like, do you have you guys gone to that where, like, is it is it worth it to... to you know, have for you your, had a business breakup? <laughs> not a business breakup. That's what we're asking. Have, um, have yeah, you thought kitchen? about a business <laughs> well, like, breakup? There was twice where Zach was like, I'm I'm leaving Honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do something else. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about by a business breakup. Um, not for a <laughs> business. <laughs> um, I'd say the income in the beginning of this was kind of harsh if you wanted to employ two people fully. Mm -hmm. Um so we kind of kept jobs the whole time, and it's been a, all right, I can't do all of this and this on the side, so mm. one of us should jump down in hours, and I did that in the beginning, and she worked more, and it just, I don't know. I don't one of you guys, made sense. One of you has to make the bread, one of you has to make the bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Honestly. Um... No, no breakups. No. I think. I think if anything, uh -oh. I probably communicate too much to the point where I probably stress them out a little bit. Where I'm like giving them all the details. I'm like, look, I got this going. I got this going. When you get home, I need you to go on this. <laughs> and he's like, all right. I'm like, oh, whatever you need. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to work. <laughs> so he sounds like he's 
easygoing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I'm the one that's more <laughs> high strung. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it. I know. Well, I, am. I think that for this to work, you have to really balance each other. I find that even though we're both pretty headstrong too. Um, we tend to balance each other out in like our roles with the company. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, he's definitely my my balance. I think I think there's times where I even look at him like, okay, you need to tell me to <laughs> just tell me to please stop. calm me down. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, will you just tell me to stop sometimes, please? Yeah. So. Have you ever had a a big fight where one of you is super passionate about? some item or process and the other one just doesn't agree at all i will say that's me yes <laughs> um, she's got a lot of ideas and i feel like i have the i guess she's I the gas to... you're the brakes <laughs> i, yeah. I kind of have some experience in the baking realm of what does sell what doesn't sell um just more experience in that i've had a little bit of experience in there where I wanted to be that role that she's taking on and like let's try this let's try this mm -hmm. we could do this we we did it before and why not now and yeah. I I do hold you back a little bit on no, this I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm still I want to say I'm still learning um as I go for sure because honestly I didn't have a background in baking um this is just something I enjoyed as far as consuming it yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. Um, so we just started doing it from home. Um, I mean. I don't know. You were kind of a pastry chef. You did cheesecakes. Yeah. You did baking for some of these companies. So. Yeah. Well, She's downplaying. I've yeah. done some things. But like just, <laughs> you know, some people who do this, it's like they've had 10 years plus sure, in sure. this. And mm -hmm. if anything, like we've had 16 years of experience just in kitchens and mm -hmm. restaurants. My family owned their own restaurant for 47 years, so I've always okay. been in the restaurant game. So you've you, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've oh, seen yeah. it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> working with family is very hard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I am very go. Just go, go, go. He is great in making everything, and there is a process, and I'm still learning that. I'm just like, nah, man, we can do this. Like, in 10 minutes, <laughs> let's just whip it and go. He's like, no, there's which a is why you're stressed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like, you're like, I can do all of these things. Oh god, yeah. but really, <laughs> no, it's not possible. No, he's he's my voice of reason. Like, yeah, we slow me down a little bit. Yeah, I I think that's that's what it takes is that that balance and figuring out when when is go and when is no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I think that is uh, very accurate. Well, we're going to um, wind it down here. I'm going to ask a, a simple but weird question. Is there anything else that you wish that we would have asked you? Mm. Or that you'd hope That's that we might have covered? Well, um, you know, because this is your first podcast that you've ever done. So I think you, you've done a great job, by the way. This oh. is amazing. Well, thank you. So, but if you had anything in mind that you were hoping that we dis would discuss that we didn't get to discuss. Um, I mean, not. Not really. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know what to expect. If anything, it's like, <laughs> how about this? We we do have other things that we offer other than like baked goods, like hobby wise. We do try to find our balance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about yeah, that. What so do you guys do oh, besides you have that? A personal life. Yeah. <laughs> just, just didn't a even small enter my mind we, to ask we, that question. No. <laughs> um, we work a lot. Oh no. <laughs> um, um, no, we've, we've uh, dabbled in some things. Like, we were huge fish advocates. We yeah. love aquariums. 
Um, at our old home, we had 14 fish tanks. Oh, wow. Two ponds. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I used to rock climb like crazy. I've been skating, skateboarding for 20 plus years. He's oh, my awesome. skater boy. Still going? <laughs> still going. Okay, nice. Yeah, I still get messages where I'm like, you okay? And he's like, yeah. no, I broke myself off. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> can you work? <laughs> Do you have insurance? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to be okay? <laughs> that is one yeah. fun thing when you're self-employed. No, we, no, this has been wonderful. I, I honestly didn't know what to expect. Um, never done anything like this. If you ever want to get me going and talking about anything, that's easy. I have a hard time being quiet. Yeah, well, we, we were just, I'd, I'd say we were impressed with you all. You know, we were impressed with the product and then the fact that you guys, you know, were, were going at it yourselves. And, and we could see kind of your scrappiness i don't know yeah. there, there there was just kind of like a, yeah we're gonna we're gonna figure this out yeah. oh, and, and we had some unique elements of of our um ask like we needed the bagels like cut and you guys are like well we weren't gonna do that but okay yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can well, do that we can figure it out we're totally open to everything i mean like we'll we'll try anything that somebody's willing to do um i think if anything i was just worried about like quality I, I, we've never cut them and froze them we sure. froze them solid um like as far as whole so i was just like hoping that it wasn't gonna compromise them right so yeah. if we thought they still tasted yeah. delicious yeah, great. Awesome. i was like if yeah. anything we'll have to come in and try yeah. one and make sure yeah. you think honestly, so as well <laughs> honestly yeah. honestly um, not exactly we have had zero complaints zero awesome. that's great I zero mean, that's all we want is just to make sure that we're always putting out a great product for everyone um mm-hmm. that's my biggest goal well you've achieved that goal and we (laughs) hope that you guys will achieve you know the next goals and uh to the extent we can leave some breadcrumbs i'm gonna keep this bread metaphor going (laughs) yeah we can leave some (laughs) breadcrumbs (laughs) you know um on your entrepreneurial journey you know we we're uh we're happy to do that and we're we're rooting for you guys thank you thank you Uh, thank you for the opportunity um obviously we've been following you guys and avid you know, coffee drinkers, and we literally go to everyone. Uh, we do go to the, was it Newburgh? Or what am I thinking of? I was getting confused. Newburgh. Burkhart? Burk, no. Weinbach? We go to them all. No, the one. There's Newburgh, Burkhart, Weinbach, the and Weinbach the West one, Side. The most, I'd say. No, Vanderburg. What are you Vanderburg? talking about? Vanderburg. We're all Vanderburg. All right, you all know that I'm not from Evansville. I get them confused still. You know, the one that's like really far east. Yeah, well, oh, that's Newburgh. That's yeah. Newburgh. Thank yeah, you. That's what I was like, what am I trying to say here? The I one do that's this in a every different time. town. It's the only one yeah. that's not in Vanderburg County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hilarious part about it. <laughs> I was like, you know which one I'm talking about. What is a Vanderburg anyway? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hi. This is a, like a constant You're thing fired. for him. I know. Yeah, he's constantly making fun of he's my like, um, directional challenges. Hey, oh, I'm terrible. We got there. We got, got there. That's cheers. it. We got there. All right. On that note, cheers. Cheers. Thank you guys so much. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to the show this week. The Honeymoon Coffee Company podcast is produced in partnership with the Nectar Podcast Network with music by Sam Cuban and podcast production by me, Wesley Luttrell. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back again soon.